1: Hey, crazy cool families Macy here dad and I are talking today all about extracurricular activities
0: yay extracurricular activities <laughs>
1: art basketball football all the different things music yeah, yeah there's so many things that kids can do today which is awesome
0: I was watching the olympics and badminton was on there yeah, so maybe uh, we'll do badminton fast walking <laughs> that one is so crazy to watch <laughs>
1: Uh, but really, what we're talking about is: Are they valuable, and how are they valuable for kids? How do we make them av- How do we make them valuable, and what should we avoid as we navigate the extracurricular world? And how
0: are you going to make your kid into an Olympic badminton champion <laughs> starting at two years <laughs> exactly. old? That's what we're talking about yeah. today.
1: <laughs> not really. No, not maybe a different week. Yeah. But it's just important as we fill up our fall calendars what do we do? How do we do it well? And as parents, like you guys get to lead the building of your fall, how to make it great. How many
0: parents out there say, oh my goodness, we're so busy. (laughs) And we're busy with activities. And oh my goodness, why do we do all this? Why do we do this to us? Every fall, every spring, every winter, we have all of this stuff going on. And is it really valuable? And why is my life just seem like it's out of control and we are constantly in the car going to a practice or something that's going on. And is it valuable, you know, and yeah. what should you do about that? So if you're one of those parents that are thinking that, or, uh, maybe you go, man, I'm not doing enough. You know, I, I, my kid's five and he's not a professional baseball player yet. What do I do? Or, you know, I, I what am I doing enough? Am I being enough? Am I doing enough for my kid? This is the podcast for you, yeah. Because we're going to talk about some of those issues. We've taken seven kids through this journey. I guess we're on our seventh. Um, yeah. uh, Mc- Maddox is our sixth. is is moved on from sports now. He's seventeen, and so we have one more playing football in high school. So yeah. have been through a lot of issues, and we just thought we'd share some thoughts with you about. And even Macy, you know, I'd love to hear from your perspective, like what was it like? Because we had a lot of kids and a lot of our main extracurricular extracurricular activity (laughs) was sports yeah and so uh, let's start from there
1: yeah and as you were talking it made me think of like it may not feel crazy right now but usually each parent gets to their breaking point it's usually like that week where you have to bring snacks to the game and you forget, or you for, you can't find the kid's jersey or cleats or whatever. And it's like, you're going and you're going, it's kind of like you're this hamster on this wheel and you're just trying to spin as fast as you can. And at some point, I don't know, I watched my parents do it over the years, just be like, what are we doing? Is yeah. this really valuable? And how do we decide what's valuable? And so I think it's cool we get to talk about it and yeah, we'll get to speak in it from a parent and a kid perspective. So, Dad, you specifically, I'm going to kind of gear the questions at you. You were very involved in... Since I'm the one that's here. Yeah, since (laughs) Mom's obviously not here today. um, You were involved in extracurricular activities. Specifically for us, it was sports. It was any sport we wanted to try. You wanted to buy the equipment. You wanted to get outside with us. You wanted to make it happen. You literally coached every one of our teams that someone, you know, director or whoever would allow you to. And... You spent time working on things with us everywhere you could in any area, and so one of the main questions we want to unpack today is why did you invest all that time? Why in sports and just why in extracurriculars? Why was it valuable for you?
0: Yeah, um, we did spend a lot of time in sports, and uh, it was mainly baseball and basketball. Although you guys tried some other sports, you know, we <clears throat> football was another one volleyball. that we volleyball was another one. Uh, um uh, we played a little bit of soccer for i think madeline played a year or two of soccer realized i didn't know anything about that sport and uh you know uh, i think mccade played some lacrosse uh, we tried that out a little bit um but mainly um i just loved sports i love extracurricular activities in general for me it was sports uh it's what i grew up doing and so that's what i gravitated towards And Parents, I think that's okay if you... It's okay to share your passions with your kids. Now, yeah. as with anything, you can overshare your passions or we can try to force them into our passions, and those are <laughs> negative things, but... And relive our dreams <laughs> exactly. through them. Yes, and you can... So I was
1: a quarterback <laughs> in my day.
0: So that's... There's all kinds oh, of uh, dangers with that, but there is... with With all these things, they're good. If you can... Um, You know, it's good to share your passions because we talk about it Crazy Cool Family. Share your life with your kids. You know, I had so much fun playing baseball growing Mm -hmm. up and the teams we had and things like that. So it's okay to transfer some of that fun to your kids. And um, I love extracurricular activities because it teaches... It's, it's in our in our world that uh, a little bit of a bubble, maybe, you know, if childhood is a little bit of a bubble, yeah. uh, you know, they're not, you know, hopefully, you know, kids do have a lot of adversity, but, you know, hopefully our kids are in a good environment. It teaches them to have to work hard at something. It yeah. teaches them to be good at something, to have to, oh, and, and they see the value in if I keep shooting this basketball, yeah. well, wow, it goes in more, you know, and especially if I do it the right way and if I listen to instruction and I then I apply it, I think that's so cool Yeah, to watch a kid get better at something and then have success. I love to to. – I've taught, I think, probably hundreds of kids how to shoot a basketball, <laughs> you know, over the time. And, yeah. and, and, and you just watch them and you say, okay, if you keep that elbow in, if you keep this here, and all of a sudden they shoot it and it goes <gasps> – oh I can do yes oh wow and you just see them like <laughs> up I am the next yeah. LeBron James <laughs> exactly. in that moment or you teach your kid to hit a baseball and, and you you know you, you here's your arm goes up and they swing and they hit and you just watch their eyes light up it's so cool it's so cool when yeah. it's your own
1: kid but well and I remember too the running joke when I was in middle school and high school was like oh, everybody gets a consolation prize. You know, like everyone gets a participation prize. Yeah, it's so lame because I think there is something in us as like work drive and stewardship and endurance. Like God puts those things in us to like help us work hard. Like it feels right. accomplishing, it feels good. Even as a little kid when you kick the ball down the soccer field and you score or you make a beautiful art project and you bring it home and mommy puts it on the fridge. Like there's yeah. something that got like is in us, I think really strongly as kids too, since they're kind of raw and blank slates, like to teach kids how to accomplish a task or a goal or how to build a habit to get good at something. It's so valuable. And, well, and that's why
0: one of the things I tell parents a lot is, is that when you're helping your kids get better at a sport or you're watching them get better at a sport – Use compare to where they they are versus where they go. Don't compare them to the other kids. Don't compare them to LeBron James. (laughs) Don't compare them to, you know, the the kid that's on their team that's, you know, this star athlete or whatever. Just, hey, you're making progress towards the goal. You know, right now, for example, McCade is playing um, freshman football. Mm-hmm. And so he came in, and he was, he wants to be a cornerback, not a quarterback, but a <laughs> cornerback. That's very a, different. Yeah, they, I have learned. They they cover the receivers, and so we've been working with him, his his skills on. And I and I just keep telling him, "Wow, McCade, you know, think about where we were three or four months ago with your cornerback skills yeah. and your coverage skills." Then I watch your feet out there, and we're working with a coach to help him do that. I, and I watch your feet out there, and, man, your your footwork is so much better than it was before. Yeah. Well, that's what we want to do. And and it just, it's a way for them to work towards a goal. School's the same way. We work towards goals in that as well. But sports are just something about sports or music or something they're good at, woodworking, hunting, whatever it is, extra because i mean there's so many extracurricular activities i mean think about it. if you teach your, if you're a hunter and you take your kid out and all of a sudden they can now shoot a gun and and at a certain distance and and target that brings value to them and um yeah. so another, another thing it, it did and this relates to uh, hunting um ba- basketball baseball whatever it was a way for me to spend time with my kids yeah um you know even the car rides um the, um, the actual, I loved coaching. So, you know, I was participating at a different level and parents, when you become a coach and I encourage parents to do that, if you can handle it, because (laughs) it's, it is time and it is that there's a different level, there's different standards, you have different prep, uh, different ways you got to do it. But uh, I encourage coaching, but you know, um, that was a way for me to be involved with my kids And my kids' friends, uh, my kids' friends' dads, or maybe even moms in some cases. Um, So it was a way for me to um, uh, really invest in them in a way that I enjoyed doing, and they were interested in. You know, it wasn't me trying to drag them out to do something that they didn't want to do. Yeah. And uh, because you know we were we they wanted to play baseball, and I enjoyed being on the baseball field with them.
1: So on that, I'm going to jump down a little bit. Cause you're touching on coaching and stuff. How, how do parents even do that? Like how can they be their best when being involved in extracurricular activities? I think it's so funny that you said, be the coach if you can be, cause it is a time commitment. It is a, like a decision, but it's also like, can you like, can your maturity handle it? You know, yeah. like there's always that parent at the game. So embarrassing. That's like yelling like he's more or she's more into it than the actual kid is. And you just see the kid on the side on the field just like, Shut up Dad. like, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Or so, you like,
0: see the kid that can't perform without looking at his father hmm. or mother, you know, did I do that right? Yeah. Because they Am I so gonna get want, a lecture about this. Yeah, they if so I didn't. want their approval yeah. and um so I, I think that touches on a number of things about the and and poor Molly got the brunt of my <laughs> Uh, learning curve and uh, I think Madeline probably second and you third I think I got better at it as well I know I did as I went along I learned a lot about how to approach our our, my kids in with just normal day-to-day being the parent and then how to coach them um, on the on the baseball field or the basketball court or whatever it was Um, and parents I think that um, it's really important that we talk a lot in Crazy Cool Family about encourage extravagantly and correct carefully. Yeah. Okay. Uh, encouragement is one of our pillars, and in, in inspiring your kids. And, and I think that um, we, have this, uh, we have this fear. There's two things that, mo- that motivate our negative behavior as parents with sports and coaching. One of them is, is fear. We have a fear that our child's going to fail. We have a fear that we're not doing enough as parents. We have a fear that uh, our kids are going to um, uh, be um, discouraged and we don't want that for them. And the fear comes out of love for them and and love for ourselves too, because the other thing is, we're fearful we're going to be embarrassed yeah and it is uh it's
1: our reputation uh, on the line oh, there is ways, this yeah. um
0: there is this embarrassment let's let's face it there's when our kid gets up there and strikes out <laughs> there is <laughs> so a sad. feeling yeah, especially <laughs> in like
1: t-ball <tea> yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh, come can on. you strike out t-ball maybe you can oh i've seen it
0: yeah um So uh, there's this embarrassment for the child and there's an embarrassment as a parent. And we, that so drives this negative behavior. And so, um, you know, I remember a friend of mine who was a great baseball coach, kids baseball coach said, hey, even the professional players in baseball fail 70% of the time, you know, because they bat 300, which means three times they get a hit and seven times they don't. Uh, let your kid fail, be okay with failure. And I had to learn that as a young parent a lot. I still struggle with it, but uh, you know, like I found when I was coaching baseball that when other kids got up, I would be coaching like first base or third base. And um, when when the other kids got up, I was, I would instruct them in certain ways. Mm -hmm. And when Michael got up, for example, our oldest boy, all of a sudden my tone would change <laughs> my 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 uh the number of words I used to instruct would change Passion. hey hey get your feet set hey <laughs> hey get your bat up hey 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 you know and and I wouldn't do that to the other kids and it was like whoa I'm a coach here yeah. you know and this is not helping you know um and so um the y- doing your best and uh, Well, I think, what was the, what was the question? I'm out for the question. No,
1: you're doing great. I think it's really good. We're talking about like how do parents be their best specifically when it comes to like that type of situation, that scenario with coaching. I think one thing for me that as you're saying all this, I'm like, I know I'm not a parent yet, but from the kid's perspective, if the parent can focus on being the encourager, like even if you are a coach, like focus on encouraging and calling out the greatness in your kid I think that that's really valuable, but something else that as you were talking, I was thinking like, I don't think I ever heard you or mom say one bad thing about one of our coaches. Like you Mm. taught us very consistently how to respect our coaches, how to believe the best in them. Like I remember there would be seasons where I would play sports and I would get like little to no playing time because I wasn't good at it or that position was filled by someone better or whatever the reason is. And instead of y'all being like, well, your coach doesn't know how to blah, blah, blah. And if that coach would just, you don't try and like create something out of nothing. You just say, hey, let's go work on it. Hey, let's go get better. Like you can't control when you get into the game. All you can control is what you do once you're in the game. And I think that really does apply to any teacher, music teacher, art teacher, any coach, like, Your kid is not in a place of authority. They're in a place of submission. And so you're teaching them the value of like, hey, trust your authority, submit to your authority. And we've got you as your parents. We're for you. We're believing in you. I think those are really good things that like, that's a way a parent can be their best is to choose in their heart. It's not about reputation. It's not about like control in that moment. It's my job to encourage. But then also putting those values in your kid's choosing not to gossip about your about coaches or about teachers choosing to help them using encouraging words instead of tearing people down
0: yeah one of the things that really uh, you were talking about you touched on um hey let's get better um i think that um there's a few themes that you know um we're kind of going through here one of them is is just investing in your kids being an encourager uh one of the things another theme that goes along with that is um how long it takes for your child to really excel at a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as parents, we feel like we tell them one time or a coach tells them one time and, and they uh, they need to get it right then. But it's, it's it's amazing to me. It was amazing to me. I learned a lot about how, um, and it's a principle of parenting too, that says you have to invest in something frequently and, and over time for it to really become ingrained. Yeah in your child and so just like
1: anything in life like if you want them to learn their identity if you want them to learn scripture if you want them to learn about jesus it's it's a constant and sports is this
0: way that you can do it and it's just fun to do it if you do it right to where um okay you know like for example when i coached a baseball team all the parents would be like, you know, at six years old, okay, why aren't we hitting the cutoff, man? Why aren't we doing all this (laughs) fancy stuff we see major league teams do? And I said, you know, and I learned from a guy that was uh, above me. He said, hey, we're going to learn how to hit, we're going to learn how to throw, and we're going to learn how to field, possibly in that order. And we spent a ton of time. And so we won a lot of baseball games at six years old because simply because we – Knew how to teach them how to hit and how yeah. long it took.
1: Well, and you're building the that. foundation for them to build those other things on. But and I it mean, relates
0: back to the coaches too, because you know you you expect all these things out of the coaches, but it just takes time, and yeah. and it teaches your kids how to work hard at something it teaches them about authority. You're, you're hearing my passion of why I like sports and why I like extracurricular activities. Yeah. Music does the same thing, you know, Hey, we've got to work hard at something to get there. And it's, it's so, so valuable.
1: Okay. So we know it's valuable. We see how it can create this connection between parents and kids. Yes. It is designed to give kids experiences, but as families, you can kind of like pluck different things out of it and really bring a lot of value to your home through extracurriculars. So let's talk about like how did we decide as a family what we were going to do, how much we were going to do, and especially if you have several children, how do you decide? How did your mom decide how to build out activities for the family?
0: Yeah, we had a lot of logistical issues. I mean, we would literally... (laughs) We would carry a newborn. I mean, like a one day old newborn <laughs> to the basketball game. I mean, it happened more than once. Suzanne would be in the hospital and we would. And, and she. Well, was there was a,
1: one baby that a whole, I think it was Molly's whole basketball team. Like they were in a tournament or something and they came to the hospital to visit <laughs> that's, mom. That's like so day true. of, there's or, like 10 high school girls standing in the little window peering down that's at so true. one of the and little brothers. We, we
0: were, uh, it was just. It was life i mean because we didn't stop you know we stopped a little bit to have a baby or not not just have a baby but i mean you had a a one-year-old and you had a a three-year-old and well and um, i
1: think really quick if like if you're a mom or a dad and you're listening to this right now or even as a grandparent and you're like oh my goodness that's my family like that's what i spend every single weekend every single night doing like we're not saying that's good And we're not saying that's bad. We're just saying that's what we did as a family that's what I remember my whole childhood being Tuesdays and Thursday nights. I was in the car or in a gym from like four 30 to 10 30. Like that was just right. kind of, and it, went, it was because there were multiple practices, right? Or multiple things, and and part know. of it was me. I went to practice from four 30 to five 30. And then we went to p- pick right. up Madeline. And then we went to Molly's game at six 30. And then we went out to dinner after, and then we went back and watched the varsity game at eight 30. You right. know, it just was like, it's what we chose to do with our evenings as a family. So if you're like listening to this and you're like, Oh my gosh, I totally resonate we're not saying it's good or bad we're just saying that's how well and we that's chose. where and that's
0: that's and that's something that um you know people say are sports good or bad are extracurricular activities good or bad are video games good or bad is technology good or bad and the answer is it's it's amount of, it's what you, <laughs> you make decide. of them yeah and how you <laughs> approach them if if you're going through those three events and you're mad about it and you're yeah. screaming at your kid yeah, cuz they're insane. not good enough in sports and and you're, you know, bitter because you can't go do what you want. Yeah, then you don't
1: have any time to connect with your husband or wife because yeah, you're constantly time in two about. Know? Yeah. So what we
0: would do is kind of take each season. You know, some principles we had was one sport for one kid in a one season. Yeah. So we didn't, you know, we didn't play. We didn't, we couldn't, we didn't have the capacity to play uh, baseball and football in the fall. Yes. And so, you know, a lot of people do that with select baseball and football or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we just chose not to do that. We had too many kids and too many events to do that. Um, we, we tried to arrange things to where, um, like if our kids could play on the same team because they were the same, you know, close to the same age. Yeah. We did things that helped us do that. Um, and, and we also, we did, like Macy's saying, a lot of times the siblings went to the games and they cheered him on, but it also helped them because we didn't have to leave them at home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so we,
0: but we taught our kids. And, and to this day, uh, our kids really cheer each other on if they're in a sporting event. Yeah. And just things like that, that we, uh, and there were times, um, I remember it seemed like winter in basketball. It was like, what have we done? Yeah. It seemed like every winter A we would say, yeah. what, what have we done? We've done it again. We yeah. said we weren't going to do it. And so, and that's okay too. You just, sometimes you got to get through that last month and push through it. And, um, and then spring comes and it's yeah. like, oh, you know, and it's going to get better. And from
1: the fall. Like if yeah. you find yourself in the next couple of months being like this, our plate is too full then don't re-sign everybody up for another whole new sport in the spring. I think it's valuable too, especially in our area where we live. It's like everybody thinks that they just get to do whatever they want and they deserve – it's like this sense of entitlement. Like a buffet. Yeah, and so it could be a great conversation with your kids to be like, hey, kids, we love you so much. And we want the best for you. but." Mommy doesn't have capacity for everybody to do two sports and two activities and you to do horseback riding and you to do music and you to do drama. Like
0: So we get to choose. Yeah.
1: And, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. And, and, and choices are good. You know, when you sit down and you say, Hey, we're going to choose, we want to invest in this and invest in it. Well, yeah. um, it also, I think there's another principle here that parents need to hear is that, um, you're, you're going to see and more and more, um, we are seeing, Kids you know, even right now um, the the government wants to put our kids in school earlier. Mm. Everybody thinks that's in sports we've got to get you know if they're not playing select ball yeah. when they're four, it is going to damage their reput you know their yeah. and well we have
1: some friends really quick, just an example of that their daughter's going to be a freshman in a a high school and she decided to pick up volleyball like this summer. She's never played in her life. She's going to be a teenager. You know, she's 14, 13 and her mom had played in her like early college years and stuff. And so her mom just worked with her all summer and a couple other girls. She'd never played a volleyball game before. Mm -hmm. And I just found out last night she made the freshman team. So it's like, I mean, that's just an example of like, don't fall into the Hit of like, I have to spend $10,000 on my kid and select sports and personal trainers and everything. So At they six. have it. Yeah. So they have a chance to play in high yeah. school. It's, it's not about that. It doesn't well, have and it, to and be. And it,
0: and it can be, you know, if they, there's like, for example, uh, you know, we played with Michael, um, select baseball but I'll give you an example of that we we played a lot of baseball when he was 8 to 12 years old yeah. as he went into select ball I think at 9 actually I had a great team great experience good uh, friends good friends. people he yeah. loved
1: to hang out with after like on the weekends and stuff But you
0: know at 12 years old and we played a lot of and we were we had a major select team so it was a team that could could compete with anyone at 12 years old he came to me he said dad I don't want to play baseball anymore <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm done and, um, and I think a lot of it was cause he got burned out. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say about that is, um, college sport, people have this idea that my kid's going to play a college sport. Mm-hmm. And that's a, again, worthy idea. If the kid's passionate about baseball or football or whatever, or tennis or whatever it is, gymnastics. Um, but realize parents that, um, and I talk to my kids about this, that, college sports has a whole new commitment. They may get that scholarship, yeah. but it's going to be a whole new experience. Yeah. And most of our kids don't qualify for the D1 scholarship that the schools that a lot of people want to go to. So, you know, what I said in my kids, you know, you were talking about how to do this, Macy. One of the things I said is I want my kids to have a, a good high school experience yeah. at a sport they love. And so if that and if that goes to college then so be it but if it doesn't most, which is most likely then let's work towards them having being the best they can in high school yeah. and enjoying that and also being able to take a sport with them like we have family basketball games yeah. now because everybody played basketball we could we can throw a football together we could you yeah. know play spike ball together or whatever it is and it's because our kids have you know participated in, in those kind of activities
1: well and we're talking a lot about sports because that's what our family did a lot of but we branched out too. Mackenzie wasn't am- it wasn't is an amazing artist and she took mm-hmm. art classes all through high school Maddox just recently picked up the piano and he's constantly playing upstairs I know guitar dad goes and knows guitar Michael's learning guitar it's like we chose to focus our family on basketball because that's what dad loved and it was so fun but we also tried other things and so I think I kind of want to wrap this up if you have any more thoughts I think a main thing main takeaway for me that i want to make sure gets communicated is talk about it like it's so valuable to sit down and have a conversation if your kid is 4 or 14 it doesn't matter sit down and just say hey what do you like to do like what are you discovering about yourself in this season and how can i help like grow that passion if you have a high school boy or a high school girl and they sit at home all day on their phone and they don't do anything talk to them ask them like hey do you want to take art classes do you want to i don't know go learn badminton you know like just see there's so much out there kids can do but we as parents or or guardians or people who get to take care of this next generation we have to like kind of help them and point them in a direction if they feel like they don't know what they want to do yeah there's
0: this there's this thought about helping them without um forcing them Mm -hmm. you know and just we it it goes back to the themes of crazy cool family be relational ask questions try to draw them out and uh and and be accusatory
1: why don't you do anything your friends play sports why don't you play sports it's like no 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 come at it with an open-ended the
0: same way with working hard i mean i think there's another just great topic to, to just delve into a little bit hey You know, those kids are working so much harder than you. Um, There's a difference between doing that in an encouraging way and doing that in an accusatory way. Yeah, critical,
1: judgmental, comparing. If you find yourself having those kinds of phrases come out of your mouth, just stop talking (laughs) and go back to like you and God and figure out, okay, is it about my reputation? Am I embarrassed by the choices my kid has made? And then from there, be like, okay, how do I have a healthy conversation, not you know, a harmful I,
0: one? I, as we wrap up, I remember having a conversation with Michael on that select team. And, um, and he was frustrated because he wasn't doing something well. I can't remember what it was. But, and I remember um, with Molly, I would have said, well, you just need to work harder or you just need to, you know, I would have been more in lecture tone. And with Michael, I said, um, I said, Michael, you're on a top team. You know, you work hard every day at your baseball. I said, uh, do you, do you want to get better? And, and it reminded me of like, you know, the, the way it reminded me was Jesus asking the guy, uh, yeah. do you want to get well? Yeah. Do you want to get better to your choice? Yeah. Do, yeah. do, do you want to get better at baseball? Do you want to, I said, well, if you do, and, and then we need to, um, work on these things to make that happen. Yeah. I'm willing to help you make that happen. Do you want to do it?
1: Yeah. And it's so powerful because in that moment the kid sees, Oh, my dad's not disappointed. My dad's not mad. He's for me and he's behind me and he's gonna help me get where I want to go. But it puts the ball in their court, you know, no basketball pun intended. Right. To decide like how much further do I want to take this? Do I want to play in college? What do I want to do? And so I think that's all good. I I just want to wrap this podcast up with just encouraging you parents. Fall is in full swing. It's not too late. It's not too late to reevaluate your calendar. It's not too late to back out of some activities or add some activities. Just we encourage you this week, like take some time with your spouse or with a friend and ultimately with your kids and your family to sit down and say, what do we want this fall to look like? How do we want to fill our plate? what do we want to like prioritize and value this this fall for the rest of 2021 and even if you're
0: on if you're in too deep for the fall Make a point. Hey, November, in November, we're going to pray about the spring. Yeah. We're going to pray about the winter, I mean. Yeah, invite God in. yeah, yeah, invite God into what you're doing in the future so that you can have a plan for it. Yeah. And you'll see that you will make better uh, decisions.
1: And we'll put some questions in the notes, like we were talking about, of how to, how to start those conversations with your kids or your teenagers, how to help build open-ended conversations. But we just want to encourage you as we wrap up that... We are excited for the fall, and we're excited for the way you're going to connect with your families through extracurricular activities. If you find yourself driving, and you're already stressed out, and you're listening to this, just take some big deep breaths. It's going to be okay. The kids are going to get fed. The games are going to happen. And it's going to be a great fall, and so we're really glad and really excited that you took some time to listen. Email us um, if you have any podcast like things you want to hear about or for us to talk about. We're always looking for fresh ideas. So you can email us at info at crazy cool and actually it's me who will be responding to you. So if you want to send me some fresh ideas, we'd love to hear about things you want us to talk about on the podcast. Have an amazing rest of your week and go be crazy families at crazycoolfamily.com.